the greatest movie of all time. Why'd it have to be the greatest movie of all time? Today on the podcast, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Welcome back, everybody, to the Greatest Movie of All Time podcast, the show in which I, your co-host, Rick Barrasso. And I, your co-host, Derek Rick Smith. We are going to watch every single movie ever made, and we're going to help figure out which is the greatest of them all. How are you doing today, Derek? I'm doing well, man. How about you? I'm doing great because we have a absolute banger of a movie to talk about today. One of my favorites of all time, but we'll get to that in a minute. Let's talk about last week first. Last week, we took a deep dive with friend of the show, Chris Bonapani, into the 1985 classic Back to the Future. And it is already our most downloaded episode. And yeah, we hope that some of our, our new listeners have downloaded this episode here as well, because like we said, we're taking a deep dive into one of my favorites, an absolute dandy, and that is going to be Steven Spielberg's action-adventure masterpiece, Raiders of the Lost Ark. We can't... Absolute dandy, Rick. Absolute, absolute dandy. dandy. I'm using World War II slang because we're killing Nazis in the next couple of I was think I was thinking the guy from who used to do the Bruins, not Derek Sanderson, the guy who looked at the play-by-play. Can't, he'd, be like, he'd be like, score, Cam Neely, what a dandy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, uh, we got to to Raiders because I actually put out a challenge. You know, we uh, I I gave a a category and we had to fit our picks into it for the next couple of weeks. Uh, And I chose had to be a movie by a director that we already covered on the show. And I picked Raiders and Derek next week uh, for next week's episode, picked Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards. And we ended up having an unofficial fuck Nazis doubleheader. So Go back and listen to our first Spielberg episode and our first overall episode, Jurassic Park, uh, if you haven't mm-hmm. already. It's a real fun one. And yeah. you can do that by subscribing through your favorite podcast app. You can find us online. We are the greatest movie of all time podcast on Facebook at Great Movie Cast on Twitter. And you can always shoot us an email at greatestmoviepod at gmail.com. As always, we would love to hear from you. Now, Raiders of the Lost Ark is a 1981 film starring Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, Karen Allen as Marion Ravenwood, and Paul Freeman as Renee Belloc. It has an 8.4 on the internet movie database. Low. And that is low. I thought it would be higher. Uh, But it does have a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes and and an 85% on Metacritic. So, yeah, I mean, IMDb, take it with a grain of salt because I think there is oftentimes like uh, brigading for whatever reason. I, I, I don't know why, but I, I, I agree. I think this should be, should be higher. Do you remember Derek though, the first time you saw Raiders of the Lost Ark? No, man, that, that memory is lost in the abyss. Uh, I lost don't know. in the sands of the desert. In, in the sand, the, the saucy sands of, uh, of Sasko. <laughs> um, windy seas of Sasko. <laughs> windy seas, thank you. It was funny how you remember that more than I do. Um, so 
I don't remember specifically. I just know that I think I, I want to say that I think the earliest memory of my Indiana Jones thing was was probably Temple of Doom. I think that was on TV so often that I just I just saw it so many more times. But um, Raiders can't be touched, and I don't remember when, but I, I've seen it like twenty times since you know since I I can I have any memories of it. Yes, kind of same for me. This. I think it was USA that would play these on Christmas. Maybe it would, it would be, they'd play Indiana Jones, the, all three movies, the only three canonical Indiana Jones movies, yep. uh, in my opinion, back to back. I think it was Christmas. It may have been 4th of July, something like that, but they, they used to do that every year and it, you'd catch bits and pieces of it. I, I don't remember when the first time I'd sat down, I was like, I'm going to watch this entire movie, but right. I, I, I do remember my, probably my earliest Indiana Jones memory other than that was like a Sega Genesis game. That was like Indiana Jones, maybe it was young Indiana Jones. I don't know. And like the Emeralds of chaos or Lords of chaos (laughs) or something, which I don't remember anything about the game other than playing it, but it sort of introduced the character to me. So, yeah. So I I remember playing the super Nintendo Indiana Jones game. It had all three, three movies in one game. Yeah. The one Um, I played was like an original story. Let me look was it, it good? Was it any good? Or I mean, Christ, I haven't played it in a lot of years. 30 years almost. They, I don't know. I don't understand why right now, like for PS5 or something, there's not like an amazing Indiana Jones game. Uh, I would bet it's tough to get the rights hmm. to, to Harrison Ford's likeness. Right. Because there's not really a Star Wars game with, Harris, with uh, Han Solo in it either. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I'm surprised. Do you think Harrison would be making bank off that? I bet he wants to make too much bank. Is That's the, probably true, too. You know, it, but it, it, it's... Yeah, I, I'm... There's the Lego Indiana Jones game, which is, is very... Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's... In, yeah, it's, it's young... In, the game I played was Young Indiana Jones. The Instruments of Chaos. Okay. Seems to be... Gotcha. From the review, seems to be pretty average. But I remember enjoying it. But let's, you know, we've talked about our history with the movie and the character. So let's bring everyone up to date on what happens in this movie. And as always, if if you've somehow not seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, not only do we want you to watch it, but we are deeply ashamed of you. Yeah, I don't even want to talk to you. We are disappointed and we're going to be talking to your parents about it. I loathe anyone who hasn't seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, it just makes me sad. But. (laughs) At this time, as we do each week, I'm going to ask Derek to put 30 seconds on the clock while I explain what happens in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Derek, what's your your song on Spotify this week that you're timing with? Uh, It's going to be Sir Duke by Stevie Wonder. All right. Excellent. (laughs) All right. Right. Stevie Wonder is appropriate because this movie deals a lot with superstition. Exactly. Exactly. Good, good, good call. All right. Here we go. Three, two... One, go. Indiana Jones, an archaeologist and professor, gets a lead on the location of the Ark of the Covenant. To find it, he must reunite with old flame Marion and old friend Sala. They must contend with Nazis, a rival archaeologist named Belloc, a massive amount of snakes, and a monkey spy. Upon the opening of the Ark, Indy, a skeptic throughout the movie, must rely on his faith to survive the consequences of disturbing the artifact. All right, 24 seconds. And that is a very high level uh, <laughs> description of the movie. 
it really does not do it justice. Again, highly recommend that you watch. But now that you're caught you even up, brought, you, you even brought up the monkey. Oh, you yeah, I would say top five character in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but now that we have covered that, let's talk about what we like in the movie, and we do that by going over our three favorite scenes. Derek, what do you have for number three? All right, so this is a this is tough too. I mean, uh, we're we're really hitting on some classic movies lately, especially this was so know, hard. This was very hard, and, and I will say that now we're we're starting to get into like Rick and Rex's favorite movies in the last, you know, what I mean, the last yeah. one, this one, the next one. We're getting into some tough ones, so I, uh, it was tough for me. But uh, my bronze scene goes to the truck and car chase between Indiana Jones, the Nazis, uh, Belloc, Tote the Nazi dude, like all that whole sequence is amazing frame by frame. Um, we, we, we deal, you know, Indiana Jones is really, he's like fighting off this Nazi in a truck. He ends up like falling out of the windshield, I think, and then going under the truck Yeah. and then, and then being dragged by the whip. And then he somehow gets back on, climbs back in, knocks the Nazi out of, the, out of the driver's seat. And then he runs him over with his own truck. Uh, <laughs> this, that right there is unbelievable just so good and then you know it's just a great sequence you know if anyone complained ever that oh raiders you know didn't have enough action like the other ones that's absolute bullshit uh yeah you know it, it's an amazing scene it's one of the best of the trilogy yeah i i love that scene and I, this movie is just full of scenes that are absolutely incredible set pieces that you're your jaw will just be on the floor. The fact they did this in, in the early eighties. So yeah, it's yeah, great. My number three scene is the opening of the Ark of the covenant. And mm-hmm. we are spending the whole movie. What is going to happen when it's opened? Yep. This relic of God. And we're warned Sala, I believe warns Indy. I'm, I'm kind of concerned what happens when we open this and it's built up. It's, the, the city in Egypt that took it was covered in sand and destroyed. So what happens that could live up to this? <laughs> and it's fucking ghosts that melt people's faces and explode people's heads. It's so metal. It's awesome. And it's a, also, dis, despite being so ridiculous like that, it's a great character moment because Indian Marion they recognize what's about to happen is really bad. And Indy sort of saves their lives by relying on the faith and respect for the belief in this artifact. Yep. And this, let me, let me address this now because a lot of people criticize this movie. Well, if Indy didn't even show up, then everything would have been fine. They just right, would have opened. Right. That they is would a theory. Have, yeah. They would have opened the, the, the the arc and it just would have died anyway and probably all the you know all 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 yeah might have died they might have opened it right in the area or they could have just dug in the desert forever in the wrong spot but what the movie is about for me is that show of faith by a skeptic and it's it's such a beautiful moment and it's also awesome what is your number two scene derek we might as well keep on talking about it because that's my you get silver. Two. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, just incredible. Uh, I mean, even for somebody who's like, you know, not even into the movie, you got to watch that scene and be kind of like, what is going on here? Yeah. Um, just, just brilliant. Um, I even, so let me just get this out of the way first. There is a villain in the movie. His name is Tote. 
Yep. And he's the one with the hat and the glasses. And for years, for years, I thought his name was Ermac. Because earlier in the movie, she's like, hey, listen here, Mac. And she says, listen here, Mac. I thought it was Ermac. <laughs> and then on Looney Tunes, uh, I forget which Looney Tunes episode, they spoofed it and his name was Earwax. So they must have oh, thought that God. too. Probably because so, he melts like fucking wax at the end of the movie. Maybe, maybe possibly. But there's, there's actually, I found a bust of Tote, his face being melted. And I'm going to, every year I look at it and I go, I'm going to buy this. I don't care how much it costs. Folks, when, and, we, when we eventually get a Patreon please donate please <laughs> so Derek can buy that nonsense yep we're gonna set a GoFundMe for this podcast uh, yes. for, for for my personal uh, uh purchases but incredible scene i used to rewind and pause right when belloc's head's about to explode because it looks insane if you yeah. pause it his hands up to his face and he's just screaming on top of his lungs just incredible the scream the yells uh the first nazi dude who gets melted it's like it's like it's like squeezing a cup of tapioca pudding in his, his, his his face drips off like liquid it's incredible <laughs> <laughs> the noise the noise alone is incredible but i mean really that's how i want to go so oh yeah of course yeah, uh, yeah i'm hoping that i go with you the same yeah. way <laughs> you and i will open the arc one day and that's how we'll go but yep. my number two is the chase through the streets of cairo with Indy and Marion, they're fighting Bellock's men. You have that amazing scene where, I mean, the famous story where Harrison Ford had food poisoning or something, and instead of yep. having a huge sword fight, just blows the swordsman away, <laughs> and which is ripped off in a thousand movies, including previous episode Batman. And mm-hmm. it, it's just so much fun. You have, you have Marion hiding in a giant basket, the spy Nazi monkey rats are out. <laughs> is oh, that monkey Nazi a Nazi monkeys. or is he, I think that, that, that monkey's a Nazi. I mean, you can't, yeah, I mean, he is, I mean, he's chilling with Nazis and he's, he's evil. I mean, he's, I think he's got Nazi ideals personally. I think so. I think he's a, he, uh, he's, he only likes certain kind of monkeys, but I, I love the, this scene as well with, with Marion and we'll talk about Marion throughout the movie because she's so much fun or throughout the episode because she's so much fun, but she's just screaming, you can't do this to me. I'm American. And as they're like, <laughs> as they're tr- like kidnapping her and Indy thinks she dies at the end. And it's, Oh, it's, it's such a yep. great scene. I just had a huge smile on my face the whole time I was watching it. Fantastic. So what is your number one? I mean, I'm pretty sure you and I have the same. Yeah. I'm, I mean, this, this, in my opinion, I think, Top of my head, I think it's the greatest opening scene to a movie yes. I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the opening scene where Indy's going after that golden idol, uh, he, he exchanges the idol with the, with the sack of sand. He's running through all kinds of traps. He gets betrayed by his, by his friends or his partners, and they get killed. Yeah, future and Dr. Then, Octopus, Alfred Molina. Yep, Alfred Molina, yep. And a very violent, very violent scene. with the, the, He's getting impaled by, like, three different like, blades from the wall. Throw uh, the, the idol. Boulder. Throw me the whip. <laughs> yep, throw me, throw me the whip, senor. Uh, the, the boulder chasing him is like maybe the most classic thing in cinema history. It, it's just so unbelievable. And then, of course, I love the scene where Indy thinks he got out and he's away, and then the Jovitos are surrounding him, and Belloc shows up, his rival, and Belloc is like... He's so smug. Uh, he's so smug. Indiana Jones, ru- he takes the idol, Indiana Jones runs, and he does that with his like thumb, and then they all chase him, and you just hear Belloc's laughter as Indy's running through the woods, 
the forest and it's so eerie and unbelievable it's yeah. such, a, such a great scene it, yeah. it's just amazing and, yeah. and one one more note before you jump in i love the fact that we see indiana jones as this like this hero he's like a hero he's he's not a superhero but he's a hero he's running he's doing all these things and then spielberg or maybe it's the writing too they, they humanize him when he jumps in that airplane to leave and then all of a sudden he's afraid of snakes he's a he's petrified yeah. he's a human and they do a great job of making him be like this epic, epic hero to then being like petrified of this this little snake. It's hilarious and it's great. Yeah, I I had that as well. Basically, the the opening to when they cut to the university is is my number one. And yeah. I want to sort of hone in. I think the introduction of Indiana Jones is so iconic where you don't see his face for so long. And that's a, mm. a, a trick that's used in a lot of movies where – you're kind of like, as a viewer, kind of like, look, trying to look, let me see, what's this guy look like? Who, why is, this guy's important. And it's just so good. And then, again, it's this, I just have noted, it's, it's everything you could want in a movie sequence for, for a, like an action adventure movie. Let's talk about, as we do each week, our least favorite parts of the movie. Derek, what is your, what's your least favorite part? This one's kind of tough. It is tough. And again, I think you and I can almost agree that it's a perfect movie. Um, so it, it's very tough to to pick one, but I guess shuffling through, I guess the one thing I think it lacks, if it had to lack something, would be it would be that Indiana Jones does not really have a showdown with any of the main villains of the movie, and I would have liked to have seen because him and Belloc are rivals. They have a lot of great scenes together. One is an honorable mention where um, they're in that little cafe in Cairo, and he's like, "You want to go meet God? Let's go right now." Yeah, uh, let's I go together. That. Let's go together. And it's so epic. And he's like in Bellox, you know, oh, Bellox children kids. will save you. Yeah, or, yeah the yeah, kids yeah. come and, yeah. But I just wanted to see Indiana Jones beat the shit out of Belloc. And he doesn't. And it's, it, but he, at the end, they get what's theirs. And they, they, they get a worse death than anyone could have imagined. Yeah. So I guess that's okay. Um, Belloc really yeah, does beat him every single time that they have yeah. any interaction. Right. And it, it's, it's, interesting because Belloc dies just by like his own greediness and and Indy right. the, the ultimate action hero wins by outwitting his enemies yeah and it's like you know at least the only movie of the trilogy that really gives you that would be in Temple of Doom when he when he literally defeats the the villain but in Crusade it's the same thing it's like that you know he I guess outwits the villains in Crusade as well and only only major villain he fights is like the main Nazi dude on 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 the the tank, uh, but other yeah. than that, we don't get a lot of that in Raiders. So that's the one thing I guess I have a I get to have a problem with. But other than that, nothing. So mine is not really a flaw with the movie, but a flaw with the character's backstory. Okay. And you know the part where Indy and Marion reunite for the first time, and Marion is not pleased to see him. Right. And she says, I was a child. I was in love. She's being very literal there. The last time they met and their first affair, Marion was 15 and Indy was 25. Oh, wow. Yep. And Indy just dismisses her and she's like, you knew what you were doing. <laughs> and I just like, no, she didn't. She was 15. She was 15. She didn't. Uh, she didn't understand the implications of a sexual relationship with an adult man so indy stop stop what you're doing don't don't do this right but i guess different times and also fiction 
So right, and maybe maybe it was a goof. I, I don't know. I mean, because I, I, I think when I'm watching it, I, I when I listen to her say that, I, I think she's not being literal. Like I was young, but if it is literal, maybe yeah. maybe they didn't catch it. I don't know. No, I think that's in the sort of the backstory, like the novelization and stuff. Like it's it's official. She is ten years younger than him, and she was fifteen when they when they broke up. Right. Okay. <laughs> so who knows? I was with her since she was twelve. <laughs> yeah, and I was twenty-two. <laughs> right. So let's do bronze, silver, and gold. We do this every week, and we want to award people who have impacted, benefited from, or were any way integral to this movie. Derek, who's your bronze? All right. Again, very difficult. I have, if you look at my notes, I have lines through almost everything on the page. Yeah. Because I kept rethinking this and rethinking this and rethinking this. Uh, and I thought, I said, you know what? My bronze is going to John Williams. All right. Uh, I considered him, in, yeah. Just incredible, man. He Every time I hear that, that theme song, it just like, it just boosts my energy. It makes me feel good. But the rest of the score of the movie, the Raiders theme, the which I just mentioned, but the, uh, the arc theme, um, <clears throat> there's so much good music in this movie. And uh, I think he deserves an award here. And it, it was close because I had somebody else in its place, but uh, John Williams gets my bronze here. Absolutely worthy pick. I, I wanted to get him in there, but I just couldn't. My bronze medal goes to Karen Allen. Mm. And she is just like every time she's on screen, she is the coolest chick in the room. That character could have been just an absolutely generic damsel in distress that Indy has to keep saving, but she makes her tough and awesome. And it's, it's so, if you compare her to like, I guess a Bond girl, you know, type, I think mm -hmm. she just, she, she is very favorable against that, uh, against that, that type of character or most other right. ones. Right, right. And I think Karen Allen just has the greatest smile in the history of movies. It just lights up the room every time she smiles. And yeah, it's just, a good smile. Yeah. And it's just, she's, she's awesome. And she stands up to Indy who's, who's uh, just uh, could be an overpowering character. So Karen Allen gets my bronze. Who do you have for silver? All right. So my silver, we got a tie here. Okay. Um, and the only reason why we have a tie here is because, and I and this is going to be a very now keep in mind this is going to be a very unpopular opinion. Okay. Because I know how many Star Wars fans are out there, but I figured this might be the only chance I'd ever give George Lucas an award. Okay. Um, so I actually had Spielberg and Lucas as a tie here. I think Spielberg is a fantastic director. Every choice he made was pretty much the right one. The, the way every the way everything is shot is beautiful. I I, I can I can literally watch the whole movie in my head without watching it because I remember all these classic scenes in a row and where the camera was and the angles and everything like that. Even you mentioned before, not even seeing Harrison Ford's face, just great choices throughout the whole yeah. movie. This is one of his masterpieces. And I, I know that George Lucas had the story, not necessarily the screenplay, but I think George Lucas uh, created some great things here. Um, I remember watching the, like the, um, the extras and they were toying with the idea of calling him Indiana Smith, which I laughed out loud at. <laughs> Uh, it just sounds so funky now. I'm sure if they called him Indiana Smith, we'd have no problem with it now. But it's just, uh, I think Lucas did a great job with, with, with everything that he included as well. It, writing, you know, creating the characters and the villains and everything. Uh, so they get, they get my award for silver. Yeah, and also 
the gag, I mean, the name Indiana Jones, Indiana was George Lucas's dog's name. Right, right. The okay. two, two incredible characters came from that dog. He was a big brown dog, so they based Chewbacca off of him. And they took yep. the name and named Indiana Jones. So worthy pick. I just had Spielberg for my silver because, yep. I mean, just think of all the images, such incredible images in this movie. Indy approaching the idol, the giant boulder, the ark, the snakes. It's just, you know, and also like the, the little things, you know, with the the scene where Indy's teaching and all the girls in the class are so in love with him and the, yep. the girl blinks the and says, love you and on, written on her eyelids. It's, yeah, it's, it's so much fun. And, and really just defined this entire action adventure genre for or how about the, Oh yeah, for absolutely. It, it completely. And, and how about the scene where, where uh, tote comes into the, uh, the tent with that crazy weapon. Oh, that's yes. a it's a coat like, hanger. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah, Spielberg. This is Spielberg's decade, and he just absolutely owns it. It's. I think it's probably his most fun movie. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, I mean, whew. Uh, it's it's tough yeah. to say, but I would say, you know, the the movie that makes me just, uh, yeah, goddamn Spielberg in the eighties. All right, but let's <laughs> let's move on. I think gold is kind of a given. All right, here. yeah, we'll do, we'll do a we'll do a three, two, one, and say it. Okay. Yep. Three, two, one. Tote. Harrison Ford. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, Harrison Ford, of course. Harrison Ford, and, and all I have to say is, come on. Yeah. Was there ever another actor, maybe besides Pedro Pascal as Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones, was there anybody else born to play a role like this? Um, well, he almost didn't. I know, I know, I know that, but it just. I mean, it's just so hard to just not imagine Harrison Ford in this role. He's just, it's so it's or, incredible. Or even imagine Tom Selleck in this role, as he was supposed right. to be. It just wouldn't work. Right. And, and this, I think, really fortifies Harrison Ford's legacy. Because without this, there's a real possibility that he's just Han Solo. You know, right. it, it, to the to a point where Mark Hamill, I mean, despite doing great things, and Carrie Fisher, despite doing great things, are just Luke and Leia for to a lot right. of people. Yeah, and Harrison Ford isn't. He's not just Han Solo, and he. I, I really get the feeling that this franchise is his baby. He he wants to keep coming back to it, and right. you know he's this is this is his character that he put his stamp on. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be Harrison Ford, and there's really as great as Spielberg is here as great as the other, you know, mentalists are here, it could be nobody else. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. And, and that's going to come to play a little bit later when we do our, when we do our recasting. Ugh. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be tough. So let's, yeah. you speak of recasting that's up next. So what I did, I only have one and I actually recast it with an actor of the time and not okay. Indiana Jones. I only recast one role. Okay. Let's hear it. And that role was Belloc. The actor who plays Belloc, it does a fantastic job. No offense uh, whatsoever to Paul Freeman, but what if it was Christopher Walken as Belloc? <laughs> oh my God! Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely early '80s, late yeah. '70s Christopher Walken, because I can picture him already in the Deer Hunter around this time. Yep, skinny um, scumbag Walken. Trying to seduce Marion, right? 
and then his face melts. I think it'd be awesome, and it'd just be another iconic actor to to butt heads with uh, with with Harrison Ford. Right, right. I like it. I like it. What do you have? What do you have for your recasting? All right. So I didn't do a recast of the time. I didn't recast if it if it if Raiders of the Lost Ark was being remade, which everybody would throw up at. Um, if it was going to be remade, I, I did choose some people. Uh, we'll start off with a monkey. That'd be Bobcat Goldwave. Absolutely. Um, uh, for sure, without a doubt. So let's start. Okay, so um, one of them is I'm a little bit unsure of, and that was Marion, because like you said, um, I, I, sorry, her name is, is, is skipping my mind, Karen Allen. Yep. She, she's so good in the role that it's so hard to imagine. The, the thing about her is that she, she's, she's beautiful. She's, she's adventurous. She's got like, like maybe I should say this again. Like she has all the five things you need in baseball. <laughs> she's so good but i was starting to think about a, a, a modern day marion and the one yeah. i kept thinking about this and it's just probably not the best choice just because she's almost too attractive um is gal gadot because yeah. i think she she can play roles where she can she can she can get her she can get nitty and gritty in movies and she's also beautiful, and I, I thought maybe she'd be okay. She was the one that I was kind of on the fence on. Yeah, I, I see her more as a femme fatale. As you were saying, yeah. Marion, I was sort of thinking about it. What about like an Emma Stone as Marion? Yeah, that's that's not a bad thing. If, if she looked – I mean, for some reason, Emma Stone always still looks 17 to me. But, she looks young, um, yeah. Because I, I but Marion's supposed to be bad. young. You right, know? right, right. But she looks like she's in her like at least late 20s for some reason yeah. to me. But anyways, b- besides her, that was the one I was a little unsure of. So I'll give you my tote. And I thought okay. about this for a while. Who could be the best tote? I'm sure I could think of way better totes. But in the moment, I thought it'd be kind of cool to see sort of a Mads Mikkelsen in this role. For tote? Tote was yeah. one that... There's actually only one guy right now I think could play Tote. Okay. Toby Jones. Just Toby looking... Jones. He's he's a little small, isn't he? Yeah, he's just a, he's an odd-looking guy. He... He's the one in the Hunger Games, right? He is. Yeah, in the first Hunger Games movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking. He's in the um the Mist. Yeah, I've, I've seen him in yes. a few things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, I feel like he'd be a small Tote, but but I, I I guess that would work. Yeah, if he had the whole getup and things. He is yeah. kind of strange looking. Um, I will give you my top two now. Okay. My top two. So for Belloc, <laughs> I thought it would be really fun, really fun for Belloc to be Leonardo DiCaprio. Hmm. Um, just because I was thinking about him and Django and how sleazy and a piece of shit he can be. Yeah. And I just pictured him, I just pictured DiCaprio in the Belloc getup with the hat and the, the short sleeves and all the things. I just pictured him being an absolute dick. With, yeah. the, with a goofy smile and stuff. And, and my Indiana Jones, this was really, really tough. And I don't know how this is going to come across. But I think if, if this actor was a little bit more scruffy, maybe put on a little bit more muscle, I think Bradley Cooper would be kind of interesting. That was always the rumor, I think, that you know, he, was, he was in the running to be. Uh, well, I know it was him and like Chris Pratt, but I think Chris Pratt's just too goddamn goofy to be in this. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Bradley Cooper could do it. He may be yeah, I I could I could see it. I could see I, it. I picture I, I picture especially specifically when, when Indy is kneeling down at the golden idol, I picture Bradley Cooper with a hat looking kind of scruffy and he's kinda of putting his hand to his chin and trying to figure it out. I, I could see it, you know? Yeah, I can I can see that. I, I again like I I don't think there is anyone else who could play that role no, role other absolutely than not. Harrison Ford. This is hy- completely hypothetical. Yeah, absolutely hypothetical. And even at, you know, 80 years old or ever old Harrison Ford is now, 
I am very much pretty sure. Not... Yeah, pretty sure he's gonna do his own stunts in the fifth one too. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to see what he brings in the uh, the next one coming up. So, moving on, let's go into only one movie can be the greatest movie of all time. That's what this podcast is all about. But I think every movie can be said to do at least one thing better than any other movie. What do you have Raiders of the Lost Ark doing better than any other movie? Uh, I will say this, and, and I think it's the greatest opening scene in the history of cinema. Yeah, I pretty much had that. I said best opening sequence at least of the 80s, if, yeah. not, if not more. Yeah. I, and and fun, funny enough, I will say this. This is really funny to me because our, our, uh, our next film after this may be a contender. But I also will mention uh, Temple of Doom has, I think, one of the most fun opening sequences I've ever seen in a movie. Um, but Raiders, mm. I think it, I think it is so fun with Lao Che and all that stuff, and the, and and the diamond and the antidote and the balloons and the fighting. It's just it's just insanity. But nothing can touch Raiders. Discussion for another episode. Okay. But yeah, I, yeah, pretty much I, I agree with that. It's it's so good. It's it, there's nothing else to say about it at this point. It's just so good. Right. So good. before we we go to the Oscars, I have and Derek did not know about this. I just had for the next couple of weeks in any movie in which a Nazi is killed, I think I have a Nazi kill of the week. <laughs> okay. And honorable mention to, again, melting faces and exploding heads. But it's got to be the guy who's killed by the propeller. Oh, oh unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> he, Indy just outwits this giant mountain of a man, this, like big Aryan looking dude and he's they're fighting near a plane and the propellers just rip him apart. How I, about how about how about when Indy's like, yeah, 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 hold on, I'm coming <laughs> with his yeah. hand. <laughs> yeah. And he's like smirking at him as, as he's about to have the worst <laughs> death of all time. The last thing he sees is like, you moron, as he just gets right. chopped up with a propeller. But yeah, that's Please. the Nazi kill of the week. If you have another one that let us know. Let us know. Uh, again, we are, uh, you can find us online, Greatest Movie of All Time podcast on Facebook, at Great Movie Cast on Twitter, and shoot us an email, greatestmoviepod at gmail.com. So, yes, sir. the Oscars for movies that were released in 1981. This should be interesting because it is nominated. So, it has some wins. It wins Best Sound. Best Art Direction, Best Editing, and Best Visual Effects. All very worthy wins for this movie. Yes. It is nominated also for Best Picture and Best Director. Wow. I doesn't did not win. know that. Yeah. Doesn't win. So the, let's go through the major categories as we do each week and decide if we can get some more wins if anything, it's any other nominations. Let's let's talk about the Oscars that year. So, Best Picture nominees. The winner is Chariots of Fire. Never even heard of it. You've heard the, dun 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 dun. You've heard the music. Okay. It's it's super it's super famous. It's about running. It's about that uh, two. Uh, that's simplifying it. It's uh, about. Uh, 
two Olympic athletes. Okay. Atlantic City, which I have not seen. On Golden Pond, which is about Henry Fonda and Catherine Hepburn getting old. Okay. And uh, and Reds. Wow, I, I honestly th- those four never heard of. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, on Golden Pond and Chariots of Fire are are relatively famous, but okay. Come on, Raiders of the Lost Ark should have of these nominees. Yeah, that was come on. Oh. Yeah, it's wow. it's Raiders. Uh, best director. Warren Beatty wins for Reds. Uh, Lewis, uh, uh, I believe, Melee for Atlantic City. Hugh Hudson for Chariots of Fire. Mark Rydell on Golden Pond. And our boy Spielberg for Raiders of the Lost Ark. So the same five movies. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, it's got to be Spielberg. Absolutely. Yeah, it's got to be. It's Spielberg. Come on, they robbed it. They Spielberg. robbed it too. Yep. Best actor. Nominees are. The winner is, I should say, Henry Fonda in On Golden Pond. Other nominees, Warren Beatty in Reds, Burt Lancaster in Atlantic City, Paul Newman in Absence of Malice, and how about this, Dudley Moore in Arthur. Oh, wow. I'm surprised that, uh, uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I've seen it, and, and I know about it, uh, but wow. Yeah. Interesting. Weird. I, I mean, I haven't seen the other ones, but I feel like that role was, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, could, I could totally bounce Dudley out for, uh, for Harrison. I almost want to keep him in just because it's so different. Yeah, I guess it's because it's different. If I, if, yeah, I'd have to watch all of them to figure that out. But, I mean, I don't know. Burt Lancaster. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was thinking. I mean, we already have – I mean, at this point, he's – Later on in years, Burt Lancaster. We already have an older guy in there, Henry Fonda, who wins. Right. So Burt Lancaster out, Harrison Ford in for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Best actress. Do we want to consider? Do we want to look at actress or supporting actress for for? Uh, well, probably be- probably supporting. supporting. She's, okay. she's not, yeah, I mean that's just my opinion. Yep. So best actress is actually kind of a stacked category. Just to go over it quickly, Catherine Hepburn wins for On Golden Pond. Other nominees, this is best actress. Diane Keaton in Reds. Marsha Mason in Only When I Laugh, which I've never heard of. Our old friend Susan Sarandon in Atlantic City. And Academy favorite Meryl Streep in The French Lieutenant's Yeah, Is she ever not nominated? She, can, she, can, she gets nominated for Get Out of Bed in the Morning. And it, honestly, worthy of it. I don't think there's anyone for supporting actor unless you want to make the case for somebody. Mm, I guess not. I mean, if, 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 if Bella, uh, no, I guess not. No. Yeah, no, I can't. I, I, I can't, can't make the case supporting actress. So here's where we look for Karen Allen. It's won by Maureen Stapleton in reds. Okay. The other nominees, Melinda Dillon in absence of malice. Melinda Dillon, you may uh, have seen recently in A Christmas Story as the mother. Oh, okay. Yep. Jane Fonda in On Golden Pond. Joan Hackett in Only When I Laugh. And Elizabeth McGovern in Ragtime. You may know Elizabeth McGovern from Downton Abbey, where she plays uh, 
Lady Grantham. Okay, I haven't seen the show, but okay. So, uh, I mean, it would be nice for Karen Allen to be in there just because it, it's it, it, that I haven't seen the other one about the laugh, but this one seems like Karen Allen would be the different one in there because this is like an action role almost. Yeah. Um, or something, but I, I don't know who I bounce off, but I, I, I do think Karen Allen should be in there. Let's get rid of Joan Hackett. <laughs> on, on the future episode, only when I laugh, we can, uh, we can re- yeah. re- revisit it, but Karen right. Allen belongs in this okay. in best supporting because she's that's such a fun character right agreed. Um, yeah so it actually it does have another nomination which it does not win for which i wanted to look at and that is best score and well, at least they got the nom they did get the nomination well, who the hell beat it chariots of fire beat it it's such an iconic piece of music but so mm-hmm. is the show so is the theme for you know, indie's theme, you know, so is the right. the arc theme. So I don't know if I'm ready to make a determination on that one yet, but right. something to think about. Yeah, for sure. So this brings us to the most important part of the podcast. <laughs> what we work towards every week, every episode, and that's when I put thirty seconds on the clock and wreck explains why our subject that week is the greatest movie of all time. And we're going to make the case for whatever movie we cover. So, I mean, this one's an easy one. When we, when, and we are going to do every single movie ever made. So when we get to the tough ones, good luck. But uh, this one should be a pretty clear-cut case. Derek? Can you be any more ready? Let's, let's do it. I'll know when I do it. All right. I'm going to count you down. I'll give you a three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. Who in the fuck is going to save civilization from the Nazis? Who's going to do it? You tell me that who's going to do it. It's going to be Indiana Jones every time with a whip his fucking hat and his gun. He's going to come. He's going to save everybody from everything. Is he going to have help? Absolutely. But Harrison Ford is the man. He is the greatest. He is the best. He's my favorite action hero of all time. I don't care if anybody says Indiana Jones. All right. Did it in 28 seconds. So excellent job. Excellent movie. And I'm glad we talked about this one because it is a classic. And if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? So what are you you even thinking? But anyway, let's – turn our attention to next week because it is a Rex pick and as we discussed earlier that is going to be Inglorious Bastards let's not fool ourselves here this episode was a Rex pick as well <laughs> this was hey I picked it I know you I picked get, it but I, I, but I, I, put, it. I planted my flag on Raiders of the Lost Ark you can't take it away from me no it's yours but it was in my brain in case you picked Inglorious <laughs> <laughs> all right but, yep next week in glorious bastards we're we're super pumped about that so very exciting yeah and, and thank you so much for joining us this week it's it's been fun and we hope you're enjoying the show that's if we've i've gone through our social media already so go, go back and, and find it and we'll uh love to hear from you like we said uh for now though i have been your co-host rick barrasso and i have been your co-host derek Rex smith And remember, it's not the years, 
it's the mileage.